0: doop <laughs> doop
1: Welcome everybody to episode 150 of Tactical Crouch Kick Tripod. Here with Yiska and Volamel, barely awake because we've been leveling in Shadowlands and <laughs> uh, you know doing doing that thing. But we're here to do at least one show this week. Um, yeah, I think we will we will do a show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to everybody. Big thank you uh, to everybody who's here. Um, the show is supported by our patrons so you know make sure if you do like the show and you want to support it great way to do that go to patreon.com tactical crouch and you can support right there big thank you to our patron producers Refine beam, for Dino Pin, Battle Crab Lotion, Rex Zane, Audio Compass, Kashi sixty seven, Shara Picasso, Nathan, Your Misery, Hunter Tain, Fabled Steven, Roger B. Owen, Chris R34444444, Horror Bjorn, I listen to this podcast whilst on the toilet and in the shower thinking of Yiska, Peace Camper, Shrek 2 on DVD, Sir Girthalot, and Bronze Bot Boo Howl. Wow. your names. During the New patron names. producers, you decide to just make a bunch of noise, Joe, huh? Sorry, I
0: found my candle lit a super important you know where it went i was like oh that's where it is and then i forgot my my uh, mic was a meter i was like oh no
1: well we've got a ton to uh, talk about today um and we're gonna do that what? because that's what we do
2: we do be talking about stuff on this podcast do we yeah sometimes is that what we do i think all right Thanks think so Days we'll probably we want to stop trying right now. Three, two, one. <laughs> are we doing it yet? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no. no. We really, be talking. No, 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 no. no we got We got to do it. And, and normally, I would ask you like, how you guys been? What have you guys been up to? But we're just gonna end up talking about WoW for half an hour, so I'm not gonna ask you. True. Joe, are you good? Yeah. I'm. I'm alive. You're alive. Yiska, are you good? Are you alive? It has to. Yes. All right, good. So let's, <laughs> let's instead uh, jump right into uh, kind of what's going on. And I want to start with a little bit of an update we got yesterday from John Spector about the 2021 Overwatch League season. Uh, not a whole lot of news, more just, I think, confirming what we've already uh, known. Mm. Uh, 2021 season is going to be starting in the spring rather than February, which I thought that was public already. Um, but it might have just been reported by Yiska. Um, w- which one is it? Am I misremembering?
3: Yeah, no, no. They, I reported this. I don't think it was public. But yeah. Well,
1: one for one for <laughs> for, for the German line. <laughs> for
0: those keeping score at home, you know.
1: Yeah. So yeah. one for one. Um, so tournament starting in the or sorry, uh, season starting in the spring. We are going to be uh, utilizing the tournament schedule that we used for the second half of the 2020 season. Uh, John does mention um, optimizations and improvements, um, which I think are kind of obvious given the fact that they kind of pivoted to that in the middle of the season, whereas now you can actually design an entire season around it. Right. Confirmed that there will be two regions of competition, um, mainly because of COVID and traveling and stuff like that is just not really possible right now and won't be for a while. Um, and then, uh, the end of the season playoffs will crown one global champion and the teams will be brought together to compete in that. So, uh, he, I think it's notably vague where we don't know if that means like brought together as in on the same continent or brought together as like doing a land, even if there's not a physical, uh, audience, um, Mm. right. And then also Overwatch League will be at BlizzCon Online with an event called Shock versus the World where the shock will go up against all sorts of different players and community members in a series of events just to see how good they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun stuff. I think overall there's not really a ton here to really unpack. Um,
2: right.
1: But does, there, there is kind of a prevailing um, opinion that the delay of Overwatch League will also coincide with Overwatch 2. Ah, do you guys have any thoughts on that?
2: I think um, that probably not. I don't I'll think. just tell you
3: I, I I I'm 90% sure that's wrong. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. I think there's a very viable reason to delay the season, which is the possible hope for, you know, the World yeah. to open up vaccines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think with the time frames that we have, at least like the season end makes that reasonable. I think the time frame where it would land, like let's say we start in the middle of April and go to September. By September, maybe we can have um, vaccines for the players. By the way, that opens theoretically some interesting moral arguments. Uh, can you force players to take vaccines and whatnot? Um, but yeah, that's.
1: I don't want to have that argument, by the way.
3: Right, right. No, just, just saying that's something that we, something have <laughs> some to think, about. Have to think about, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think the the reasons why that is happening are plenty. At this point, everyone that tells you actively, other than speculation, but actually. Tells you that there is behind
2: the scenes information. Either they're really, really tied in at a high level, or they're bullshitting straight up.
0: Now, to be fair, I think um, there's a there's not a ton to unpack. I agree, but there there is some some things that are, are definitely worth talking about. One, I think that the continued communication, especially from uh, Mister Spectre, kind of again makes him feel like a commissioner even though he might not be that in name right. Um, at least not just yet um i appreciate that um i was kind of thinking about this as you're reading it through uh, i don't have much to complain about with blizzard other than their photo shelter account being down um and that's a good thing so
2: uh, props.
0: I, I like everything that we're addressing here you know we you know there's a we're, we're planning on you know playing in 2021 uh I okay, one thing I will say, i do I do appreciate the shock versus the world. Um, I right. think this starts to build a narrative going into this, you know, fourth season where it, it's kind of obvious that the shock are kind of sitting at the top of the mountain, you know, fighting off the people at the bottom. So it, it's good that not only they're they notice that, which is kind of hard not to, but they're also doing like extracurriculars with it, which I think is really, really beneficial. And hopefully, As much as this might sound counterintuitive, fans start to latch around the idea or become emboldened with things like this, where it's like, oh, why isn't my team up there? Like, oh, the shocks are the shock is villains now because they're the champions. They've already won twice. So it's time for somebody else to win. I hope this makes people invested. I hope this is actually um, a a well done event. I'm sure it will be, but um, I I hope they continue to do more of these almost narrative the fun but also kind of building a narrative for the audience to kind of latch onto that you know this is the best team in the world and they're taking on the world i i think it does a lot for for people
1: i just i like i wonder exactly what it's going
0: to be i think it's just going to be I think some it's goofy kind of like all star
1: weekend but shock yeah. versus whoever mm-hmm. they end up finding
0: yep i think it's it's just about shining that spotlight in the right mm-hmm. places and I think that does both good and bad, but that's what we need. We can't be apathetic. We can't have the fans be apathetic towards like, oh, the offseason, boring, like where are the leaks? Where's the juice? Like we, we need to give them something to attach to. And I think um, he even met, mentions as much and, and or at least somebody did. I can't remember exactly where this week's been a blur. Forgive me. Um, and yeah, it, I, I everything right now is, is a OK in my uh, my head regarding Camp Blizzard. Other than your your photos, please. It's uh, getting getting hard out for, here for your boy. So uh,
3: I, I don't think case. people understand. Should, can I really quickly elaborate? Yeah, so there's this photo shelter account that has been holding off uh, over like Overwatch League writers with like they are by the way by far the best in the business oh, that i I'm, deal with like love it it's their photo shelter is so meticulously tagged and everything you just eh, go like
0: it could be better especially with these years this year's photos but i mean it's still good enough dude it's like good I, enough. the stuff 100%. i
3: need to deal with Where, yes i'm 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 about to pop you dude. gotta look like my but in in essence right it's a mm-hmm. big place where all the photos get in of course, also crazy good photos because we have great photographers in the scene. 100%. And then they have uh, names of like players and everything, and you can just search. search them. And currently, that's broken, and you can't. I can't even download pictures at the moment. No, nope. so it's been a nightmare, and it makes like working uh, like articles like that a lot more of a pain. But I will say when that thing worked, you know what you have to do in CS. A, you got to get permissions for 10 million different uh, organizers. And then you're writing an internet uh, interview for a specific organizer. And then you want to take like the pictures of that particular uh, event, of course. And then I'm looking at their photo bucket and I'm trying to figure out where that one player is, where they are. And then I got to Google, go into the Liquipedia, find out if he has ever been with that organizer. Yes, he has, but there was never a picture of them taken. Ah, oh, God damn it. What am I doing now? Yeah. Like, now we have to make concessions. Okay, next to the next slide. None of them have tags. It's awful. And all. watch League for that is like... Also helps that all the champions. best
1: players are playing in a centralized league. <laughs> right. Percent, <laughs> there are one some benefits here. One one... Yeah, it all goes to one. Yep. It's just one centralized database. They're tagged decently well yep. it also really helps too if you like don't totally know what that player looks like <laughs> the
0: first time yeah, you're yeah, like, it's just like a rookie player it's like i think this is him i'm not sure like i'm trying to read the name tags yeah it's yeah. is that super or is that dante yeah. i don't know like it's the same guy and so. and again to, to blizzard's credit the fact that i can only complain about this means you're doing something right so keep on keeping on but you still had to complain Yo, there's always something. It can't, it can't be, you know, yeah. sunshine and rainbows. In, it's great uh, in my world.
1: I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna have, you know, five months of off season.
3: I know. Can um, I, can I, can I give you guys a little bit of a, like a take, uh, okay. on? Okay, so like, of course, I've been taken to uh, talking about a lot of with a, a lot of uh, Overwatch uh, high upper management and like, you know. These types of people, yeah, yeah. You're a big deal. I get it? One, one thing that almost, or like, when we get to talk about it, everyone seems very high on what uh, John Specter is bringing uh, to the table. Like, good. that's a guy that's universally getting stuff done, right? Come and near. that's like, that's I think an important thing to get out that we have a good guy in the right position where mm. things actually. Uh, go forward in that regard so big ups oh, for yeah. John Spector I know we like we talked about uh, when, when he was on uh Platt chat we made a couple of jokes um, uh, but yeah like in, in terms of that like just the contribution is amazing and that's one of the reasons um, you should feel uh, enthusiastic towards the future
1: mm-hmm. and many of the people here. who weren't enthusiastic about um, Overwatch League for one reason or the other I can't think of any that actually mentioned John Spector as being an, an issue um, for that. Mm. And the fact that they're taking on even a a, a bigger role, you know, and again, it's weird because I think we all presume at some level that this commissioner role, whether officially or unofficially is, you know, his. um,
0: goes like that at least.
1: Yeah. Is, you know, so there's, there's, I think there's a lot there. And it's good. <laughs> Neat.
2: Yeah, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, um, feels feels good. Glad to hear that you know things are getting done. Yep.
1: We we do have a lot of um, stuff to talk about though today.
0: Mm. A
1: lot of roster moves. We could just spread them out one per week for the next for the like little, next five, five months,
0: <laughs> and then maybe. Um,
1: yeah. but uh, we're not going to do that. We're gonna just talk about them as we get them. And uh, we're just going to go kind of write down the order here. And uh, let's start with Molly going to Shanghai.
0: Yeah, this one is that's a word for it. Yeah, interesting. Um, I've been high on Molly since uh, (laughs) God knows how long.
3: (laughs) Let's see if he gets it. (laughs) Wow. Someone clip that, please.
2: (laughs) Do you like that? It was Uh, good. Hi, I'm Molly, baby.
0: Uh, Today, I'm a little sweaty, so, you know, you understand. No, but in all seriousness, Molly is a very, very good player. I think the big concern that people had was kind of put to rest when uh, Shanghai actually put out, like, a statement regarding, like, the comm structure and, like, what the thought process was and bringing him in. As a flex support, definitely one of the stronger domestic flex supports um, within the last two years, Um, when I was at least covering uh, China primarily. Um, He was definitely somebody that stood out, uh, not only with his mechanics on, in and on flex support, but um as we know, China is, is kind of a, a weird kind of flex region. And weirdly enough, his uh, tracer wasn't terrible either. So yeah, a solid player what am i hearing about china <laughs> again like like, yo <laughs> what is this pre-roll ro- pre-roll lock china was popping china was kind of hot like everybody's doing their own thing you got like weird you know quad dps bastion strats it was it was it was a fun time to be in overwatch uh especially in china when uh roll lock was was not in just yet so right. yeah molly to shanghai it makes sense because you you know you're seeing teams uh, gravitate more towards you know having at least a little bit of depth at uh at flex support and molly definitely does that behind Izaki. um and as long as the comm structure works as well as you know the the staff says it does should be a fine addition i think it's really solid and good pickup
2: right yeah
3: like it's, it was interesting to hear like the shanghai uh the twitter tweeted that he also mm. can comment in, in korean yeah so I mean, that's that's one of the major question marks behind a move like that, because it's not like they're they've communicated that they are um, like looking towards like a spark like structure. Correct.
0: So I would guess um, I think Spark. I mean, I didn't dive too much into the statement. I just thought it was interesting that uh, they mentioned that he could in uh, Korean, which was mm-hmm. not something I was aware of. Um, but Spark in general feels much more mixed. I feel like, and I could be shooting in the dark here, but I feel like they probably comment English. At least they might have, or maybe Spark? that's Guangzhou. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, no. It, I'm not entirely it's, sure. It's a mix. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it it's should a, be a mix. Yeah. It's a weird patchwork of of languages. I'd I'd guess with that many people, especially with you know Charge doing something similar with having such a global roster for the last you know couple of years. Um, Spark feels. A little less than that, but still kind of patchy and just some sort of mix. It'd be kind of interesting to hear and, and get a take from them and, and exactly how they come because that would be kinda interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I'm I, I don't
3: uh I don't hate it. I'm not sure if they have the quality that they re- require on that specific position. I will say that. Like you would have thought yeah. they would sign like a bomb player, right? but maybe like you don't that's uh, that's another thing like stacking high caliber players on the position mm. is like not a surefire way right like you need some guys that can carry in uh, other departments on Jesus Christ that kit has gotten big yeah,
2: yeah. Wow.
0: Um, but yeah I agree like I think there was enough Kind of rising talent that I think, if Shanghai really wanted, they probably could have sniped somebody, um, and and that would have probably shifted my evaluation of Shanghai a lot higher. Um, but I still think they're going to be good. I think the depth and a lot of the the stuff that Asia has inherently to them, which I'm sure we'll get to, um, should be should be good things. Um, and yeah, I think Molly's good, probably slightly above average across the league, but nothing amazing.
1: Cool. That's it on the Shanghai Dragons. They continue to uh, continue to adapt and change. Now having added Fate and Molly,
2: so and Erster.
1: Oh yeah, and Erster. Yeah,
0: missed that. It's right there. Little Zerster. Yep.
1: Uh, Houston Elaws coming up next. We haven't had uh, a lot to talk about with Houston.
2: True.
0: Mm.
1: Um, but. Uh, we do now. Houston have signed Crimso and Happy. Crimso coming from the Dallas Fuel, Happy coming from the Guangzhou Charge.
0: Right, Both pickups good. Not the home I expected Crimso to land at, which I'm pleasantly surprised with. Mm-hmm. Um glad that, that this is where he ends up because I do think Houston is one of those sleeper teams that definitely could compete in that, you know, 10-man could win the league if the stars align group. Right. You know, we we discussed a couple shows back, um, and and these signings definitely do continue to kind of push that narrative, um, mm-hmm. at least for me. Um, both Crimson Happy, great players. I think they're they're very good for their specific roles. Um, I kind of, I mean, in a in a very kind of morbid way, I kind of was concerned with Happy. I felt like he was going to pull a Corey and just be like, hey, you know. Valorant's just kind of made for me. I'm just kind of cracked at aiming, so I'm just gonna go aim in right. Valorant and be good at that. Um, but I'm glad to see that he's staying. And uh yeah, Houston looking good so far. I'm excited to see where and how they they finish out.
2: Yeah. Like I'm I'm uh I'm okay. Of course, like before
3: like you always hear something on the streets in terms of what is picked up. What I actually have zero idea of is who they will pick up for the main tank position. And I think that might be crucial for this roster. Yeah. Do you uh, have any kinda... idea who they could be looking at? I, I can't even think of a name, to be honest. I mean, do we know where super's going yet? Um we don't know. I would v- <sighs> I would think it, it was
0: probably going to stay uh, with could be. With the shock, right? Good, definitely that. That's the only person that I can think of, like a weird like junk buck tie, Harsha tie. Um, mm. Outside of just that, outside of just picking up like a rookie that nobody has like an attachment to, it is it's getting small. A lot of teams are doubling up, especially in Asia. Um, you know, you have like Takoyaki playing on on Sparks' bench um even though he he can't play until well i guess april which doesn't matter because the season's starting so late um yeah it's that does seem a position to to kind of really keep your eye on for Houston i agree right
1: yeah i mean there's still
2: still a lot there though right off yep. some names i don't have the
0: the spreadsheet open
2: Hmm. sounds like a
1: you problem do you know that there's shows live Mondays and Wednesdays at noon Pacific time?
0: It's true. It's, it is true.
1: And that you are a host on that show? Uh, yeah. Just get. Yeah. What do you want for, for main tank?
0: Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, I think... Uh, Super,
1: Gaga, Hottie, mm-hmm. OGE, Yakpung, Karayan, Numwant, Pocopo, Soleri, J-Mac, uh, Bes, LH Cloudy.
2: Hmm. So I think OGE is an interesting name. In that connection, um, I
3: just because of the player profile, right? Uh, able to function in um hybrid rosters, like, mm. right, like that has played in those, in the majority of the time still a, is considered high potential. I think, um, Karine could be someone.
0: I'm not, I'm not sure about the best, say. maybe, but sure, uh, I don't I know. know. Think it's hard. Ben would be interesting i've always thought cry was was never given not the stage time because he was obviously competing with somebody like fate who i think is actually pretty good um Cryan came out of his rookie or his his contenders tenure like pretty good in my summation like I, I thought he definitely had some promise um so that would be kind of like an interesting like project for for Houston to kind of work on is is building him up and and kind of showing people that he's actually pretty good. That'd be kind of a, a not a budget signing, but I think that's the narrative that people would attach to it. Popo's a name that I think I definitely want to talk about when Atlanta starts to make signings because somebody has just completely just lost this man in the you know the roster mania that's going on. I think people just completely forgotten about him, um, and that's a name that everybody knows. We just have to kind of remember Popo to to Houston. I think would be a fantastic move. I think that that's. At least my leader in terms of somebody who isn't um, necessarily tied to some of the coaches. If it's not super, if it's not somebody like tangentially related, I'd love to see Popo land in Houston for sure. Um, sorry,
2: I'm typing the chat. So, um, yeah, I mean, by
1: the way, just I, I need to reiterate reiterate this every time. Um, these rankings are based off of uh but S- right. largely random but fairly smart people uh in Discord. but virtually anybody can you know submit their rankings here pay less attention <laughs> to the physical ranking pay more attention to the names on the list um yep. and relax right uh okay uh anyways that's uh Houston overall uh, too early to tell
0: yeah. yeah, it's tough to kind of give projections, but so far so good. I'm I'm happy with the the pieces that they've picked up. It seems a little. I mean, this is going to come off as harsh, but it seems slower. I wonder why or if this is even happening. Um, maybe it's just a scheduling thing. I'm not sure, but all all good things so far from Houston.
2: I, I I'll stick to that. Yep.
1: Um. Cool. I um, want to go next to, uh, we're, we're going back to Philly, boys. Every week, I feel like we've been talking about uh, the Philadelphia Fusion. Either Philly or Fusion. New York. And uh, this one is, you know, something that I think <laughs> somebody from our community is very happy about. Shockwave, going to the Philadelphia Fusion this week. Um, how do you feel about it?
0: I mean, uh, I I tend to side with Yiska on this. Um, I think Shock's quickly winning the offseason, in my summation. Landing 9K, landing Shockwave, whatever else they've got up their sleeve. They're making some big moves. Um, obviously, you can't take away what Dallas has been able to kind of rebuild with. I think that that's mm. really, really strong, and we have to kind of give them credit where credit's due, but Fusion's coming in quick with some big punches. They're they're few and far between, but boy do they land, and I think Shockwave is going to land very well with Fusion. Yeah. I think beyond just, I I think that he will be
3: a big deal uh, coming into next season. Um, Think if if they can uh, capitalize on his um, character as well, and um, also just use him because let's let's be honest, like this is a stacked DPS library once again. And you kind of gotta find your niches of the heroes that you play, or you just gotta displace, I guess mostly. Um like he's he does both. I, I get that people say there's a hit scan focus, but like I think that is a potential player that can be a hyperflex. Mm. And um
0: I mean, if we but remember we, back to a season start, right? Like, when he first joined the league, he was popping off on Farah. he was you know, performing right. extremely well on Echo, so it's you know, let's right. not forget where this kid started. Right. So, like, generally speaking,
3: I think um, it really will depend on how metas shake out. I think as soon as you double up, he's a given, right? I double up, mm-hmm. like, let's say, unlikely to happen, but like, uh, double projectile DPS, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as I say it, it will probably be in the next contender series. It's gonna happen sooner or later, yeah. <laughs> right, but um, and then double hit scan. He's also locked in, right? Yep. Like with with a uh, if we assume there's no other DPS coming in right now. So, um, that makes makes me interested. And I don't think it's a given that even on the on those specific heroes that. Ikiyo and Carpe have to play every game, depending on what kind of heroes are meta. So I think I think Shockwave will be a big deal uh, next season. And just a player we will talk about a lot, in my mind, comparable um to a super, probably with slightly more playtime than super had this season. Sure.
0: Yeah. I think and I'm already kind of starting to see glimpses of it in chat. I think the big narrative with Shockwave is that, you know, is he as good as Hisu was? And this is no shade on either player. I think they just fill two different roles. And I think people are starting to come around to this idea that you know flexibility is a premium in this game, and specialization, while it can give you the punch to win a championship, it's very difficult to get to that spot if you don't have the tools to be able to get there. And players like Shockwave, players like Fletta. Players like Libero, get the boy a team, please God, um, you know, get, can get you there. You need to also feel that punch, but the flexibility is the kind of the first key to, to unlocking a championship. And I think that we we really need to kind of celebrate and, and put that as a premium when when these players are playing the game. And it's not to say that he isn't flexible, but when you have somebody like Shockwave who can play both sides of that coin, that's that's something special and something you should probably grab hold of. and. You know,
2: Philly got that money, so they grabbed hold of it. Yep. Okay. Joe, I'm, I'm really interested about this next one. Oh? Which
1: because one? you have been um, kind of riding a little bit of a Washington Justice hype train here. Yeah. Uh, at the beginning. It's weird, we right? I'm really excited about it. <laughs> And uh, in the past week, they, or maybe not week, but um, yeah, in the past week, they've uh, signed uh, Rhea and Fury. And uh, they also signed BB, which I don't know if we talked about or not. Um,
0: Yisuke had reported these are just confirmations other than Fury. Yep. Which is, I mean, come on now, guys. So, are you still high on Hangzhou Spark 2.0, so- or are you i'm somehow higher i didn't know i could get this high with justice i'm i'm reaching new heights this team is looking dangerous um if there was ever going to be a contender at least in terms of like eye tests for for and and i love this this is great i somehow can weave this into every show after saying it which i'm very happy about um you have Dallas, which looks very punchy, and they were early to the table, and they're like, oh, look at, all, look at all our star players, and then Justice starts to add and add and add and add and add. You've got Mag, you've got Decay, now you have Fury. A lot of role players around them, but I like that team a lot, and I think, again, that team is going to be competing in that mid-pack, not necessarily mid-pack, because it's not fair to say, but there's going to be a lot of teams that, that, that playoff bracket is getting deeper the three and 10? deeper.
1: The three to ten. Yep. Yep.
0: It's it's right where I think they fit and it's right where I think the Dallas fuel fit and I think we'll get to this other team, but Toronto might fit in there as well. Like there's a lot of teams you're just like, I don't know what to do with you, man. You're going in the pot. You know, there are some clear bottom teams. There are some clear top teams and then everybody else is just fighting it out in this weird kind of mosh pit and I'm here for it. I'm super excited to watch it, but it's it's tough to call. It's like it's its edges here edges there oh do they have the punch do they have the star power oh do they have the depth is this a full team it's, it's going to be a weird power ranking season but i'm i'm here for you know the start of 2021 come spring
1: having a league with clear front runners is okay mm-hmm. but much preferable to having a league with clear bottom feeder teams and so yeah. far I don't think we have any team that's conclusively shown us that they're going to be a bottom team. Uh, I think, and again, I say this with a little asterisk because I think there's a yeah. couple Asia teams that uh, we don't know a lot about yet. I think that we've got mm. one or two NA teams that, again, don't look good right now.
2: But mm. there are also I'll give a them lot some
1: time. Of, yeah, there are also a lot of teams, though, who... They could end up being really awful, but we just, there's just too many slots that aren't even filled in yet. I mean, NYXL, for example, have one signing. Um, We have some rumors, but ultimately they've got one person on the roster. You can't say how good or bad of a team they're going to be just based on that. So,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um, yeah, so there's not a clear, clear worst team yet, which I think is kind of better than having a few like clear best teams. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's better to have. I think the parity is something that people definitely appreciate. Um, and not only that, I think having if there was ever a time to have this competitive mid-pack, you know, gatekeeping cluster, it would be now in this long offseason because now we can, you know, argue to the cows come home about, you know, oh, who's better? Is it Dallas? Is it justice? You know, oh, how good is Paris? You know, how much do we rate the coaching staff? Yada, yada, yada there's so much time to be able to kind of parse that through and understand it. And for teams to maybe even make last minute changes to kind of shift that and restart the whole argument system. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that teams not only seem to be starting to, well, I shouldn't say starting. That seems way more accusatory than it needs to be. Um, but it seems, teams are getting a lot better, um, at, at picking up some, some very notable talent instead of just, you know, doing their own thing. Um, and it, it it's very, it, it's clear, at least to me, that the league is definitely improving year on year on year. And this is kind of where we're headed is, you know, this, this crazy competitive, like it could really come down to anybody's day. And I think that's going to make for it a really exciting season.
1: Absolutely. um, Really quickly. I don't think we're going to spend a ton of time on this one, um, but uh, Violet to the shock. Again, we're not, yeah kind of begin. um staying with the shock i guess is the right way to say that with a normal yeah, person right. with normal vocabulary good right fantastic good great
0: i was kind of I, I was getting a little concerned with with them and i think it was i think they they you know shout outs to the shock management and their social media you got me with the the striker and the Choi yeah, and the that <laughs> you got me. I was like, really? Drew, You're going to let him go after? Why? And was, then I was like, oh, okay. Mm. I'm kind of over these whole, like, we fired them, and then we hired them. It's just like, can we stop, guys, please? You can't. I'm only so human. Going to die.
1: <laughs> I, man. I, 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 I would love to just, I would yeah, love not, to unpack that, I, but I would have to spend a half an hour unpacking why. Yeah.
0: I'm glad they're staying though. Glad they're staying. Yep, I appreciate it. It's good. It's good. Shock again, looking looking like they could do it again. It's it's they're they're the the Mar or the Litmus test. You got to beat them to to get to the title, and they're still looking quite strong. So yep, yeah, we will see what Krusty have has up his sleeve. I'm still interested to see what you know what his plan is for Tayo and and what uh, what that you know. Chess move. He's playing three d underwater basket weaving chess, you know, with a ski mask on. I don't know. like he's got he's got things operating that he might not even know are operating. you know, just some death note style shit. <laughs> so yeah. i'm 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 here yeah. for it. I'm about it.
1: It's about it. We'll know more about the shock, I think uh, in the future. But I do want to talk about this is the big one we need to talk about today because uh, up until recently The Toronto Defiant Really All we saw were Logic And Beast mm. So so you know Rewind to, to two, maybe only two weeks ago uh, <laughs> During the show It broke that Beast was signed And Twitch chat You can even go back and watch the VOD Because we have Twitch chat scrolling during the show um, You can see Twitch chat was not happy about it. We had comments on the YouTube video about, you know, like, why is Toronto doing Beast? I hate being a Toronto fan, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Um, And we said multiple times during the show, like, just because they signed Beast first doesn't mean that they're starting. And it also doesn't mean that they're not starting. It just means that they signed Beast first. And usually it's a little bit easier to re-sign your players quickly than it is to sign a brand new player quickly. So just relax a little bit. Uh, y'all didn't, so that's on you. Um, but uh, the Toronto Defiant have made multiple new signings in the past week. Um, they've signed Michelle, Onsoon J. I don't oh, know how yeah. to say
2: that. That's Ansoon
1: how Jay? I would say it. Uh, Aztec and Hisu, and then of course the one that I'm holding off till the end, uh, Sato. Big, big signings here. Uh, Specifically, a couple from the Philadelphia Fusion and Hisu and Sato. Mm. Michelle from the Seoul Dynasty. Ansoon J from Element Mystic. Aztec from Uprising Academy. I mean, this is a roster now. This, This is a team. This is a team. This is... Kind of dark horsey for me right now, man. Like kinda, this is kind of good.
3: Yeah, yeah. Now, I'd say a l- team. I don't understand how anyone could come
0: to any other conclusion. To be honest, am am I kind of projecting the same or a similar feeling? And, and I'm interested to hear you guys' thoughts on this. Um, maybe not the same ceiling, but within that cluster that can really compete. I don't know that their ceiling is as high as three or five. I but I think they can touch it. I think they can near it a little bit but you they know also don't definitely have, in that top 10. They also it don't feels have a like a flex it at DPS. Least. That's yeah, as over. of right now. They're still not finished yet but like for from the four or five players that they have announced, you know, obviously some of the western players adding a little bit of depth. I I assume they'll probably get some use out of them hopefully. I'm still kind of not sure, but it, here's the weird thing, dude. Like I know a lot of people
3: aren't high on this roster. And I wonder what they say as soon as you slot in a name on the flex DPS position like Rascal or Libero. Oh, yeah. then I then feel so like th- then the, the opinions <laughs> just instantly flip, even though that one player doesn't yep. make that much of a difference, right? So, just imagine a team with a high-caliber flex DPS, mm-hmm. and there are still some good flex DPS out there, right? Like Oh, yeah. They Rascal, will, Glister, will require- Ivy,
1: Nero, Libero, nice...
3: They they will require uh like someone that can play pr- project at a, at a high level. But there's still mad talent out there. So like I don't understand. Like this is this is still very, very expandable oh, yeah. to the point of where this is a top five team for me.
1: I don't know. Could be. Who that's that's high for me. How do you feel? So I don't know a lot about the back line here. That's that's where I, I feel. I' have heard lots of
0: good things that's where lots I feel the most things.
1: that's where I feel the most like just unequipped. I don't know how um Aztec did on Uprising academy. I honestly didn't watch him that whole much. I don't know a whole lot about Anson Jay. J. I didn't even know how to say his name didn't even practice it before the show so uh i don't I don't know about like this and mm. this this for me when I don't know about something, like obviously I go right. well, if I don't know about it, I should probably assume that. They can't be so amazing because if right. they were so amazing, I would probably have at least heard about it. It's not that I don't like have an ear to the ground, but, uh, but sure. I am also hearing from you guys that mm,
0: pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm uh, a backline that I'm interested to see how they stack up, but I've heard a lot of good things about Aztec. I, won't claim that I've seen a ton of you know Korean contenders. Contenders been hard has definitely been hard to keep up with, with Valorant and Overwatch League and you know all the other things going on mm-hmm. in life. But mm-hmm. J is definitely a name that's been passed around. Um, Aztec is another one that you know people have been keeping an eye on that you know peruse the contenders a little bit more often than I do and willing to give them a shot. I'm interested to see how they stack up. Uh, it's really
1: weird. Solid. It's really weird to see all these people who I know ranked all these free agents. Mm-hmm. have two names that weren't in that free agent list before and talk about how
2: good they were. What?
1: Why did you put yeah. the name in the list?
2: Idiots. I mean, I didn't fill
0: out the list. I'm not ta- I
1: mean, I'm ta- not talking about you, oh, okay. Joe. Fair
0: enough.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there is, so assuming that this backline is even 80% as good as they say it is, like, it, it doesn't sound mm. like it's the weak link that Those who aren't familiar with the names might think they are. You're really just going. Can they sign, you know, one of these free agent flex uh, DPS? Right. And there's quite a few good ones there. So as long as they can afford one of them.
0: So let's let's think, right? Like maybe maybe not as high as Rascal, but not as low as like maybe a rookie player. But let's say they just land Libero. You put Libero on this team. I'm like. I come like on. Libero. Toronto's this... looking kind of good. <laughs> he he finds a way to mention Libero
2: ever since. Bro, single come episode. on. Get this it's boy like...
0: some starting time. I'm so tired of not seeing my guy Libero, dude. He, like literally the last Metathena Athena player like in the league. Come on. Let him like have one good season. Yeah. Toronto deserves yeah. it. He deserves it. Get him some play time. Yep. Yeah. It's gonna be 50 before he sees at least like a stage title. He's just like, oh, Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, Somebody clip that so I can make a uh, sound clip of it later.
0: Thanks. I want that to be your. <laughs> I want that to be your streaming sub zone with my face going. Oh,
1: thank, thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No
0: problem. <laughs> done and done.
1: New patron reward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you. There's there's a lot that can go right here, and it, it's really <clears> incredible <throat> how quickly to. Toronto has gone from, and I think mm. leveler heads. I think we were fairly level on them and going, who? Beast and Logics. Like they yeah. re-signed them. We can't really hold a lot to that. Let's make let's let's assume that they do start and these are starters. Doesn't look super great. Yeah. But let's also assume that they don't start and they're you know kind of filling in or they've got somebody to work beside in this and they're not full time starting. It's was like, there's still a lot that this roster can do to be a real contending team. Lo and behold, they made a bunch of really big signings, and this is now a team where you, like, you know, we now have 15 teams in the 3-10 the to 10 category again, and mm-hmm. we're just kind of like, well, well, what the f***?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally possible. Let's also keep in mind, like, meta will determine a lot of the outcomes over the next season. Oh for sure. So like because meta volatility just got harder if everyone just like, runs seven to eight players, right? Like you're running into meta situations where you either pop or you don't. Uh, in in a lot of c- cases, it was like, um, yeah, it's definitely it's not an on off switch. It's a spectrum, right? But that will be harder next year, assuming hero pulls will come back, which I assume at this point. Um, then. That will be like, I, I think that in itself will bring about parity uh, a decent amount in the mid tier. Mm. And then, like, you can only really judge Ross's by how they went in. And therefore, like, giving deltas is not just because we have uncertainty of how good these players are, but also because there's uncertainty what kind of metas we will play.
0: Right. And, and so, to be fair, before YouTube and Twitch kind of jumps down your throat, I don't think it's known or I don't think it's decided exactly what the format's going to be for 2021. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but hero pools, I think it's probably still on the table. Will it be, won't it be? Who knows? Nobody knows yet. I think we'll probably get another update from John when they come to a decision on that. And, and that'll be, you know, one of the big, pieces of news to talk about is what the format looks like in terms of how we play the game. Is there something new that we kind of have to adapt to or the teams rather have to adapt to? Um, Is it, is it hero pools light? Is it no hero pools? You know what, what exactly happens? I think that's going to kind of be the determinant of how volatile the metas are and, you know, exactly how much. Stringent roster building is going to be affected by it to, to what you're going to say.
1: Um, and looking at, so if you look at the, the stream right now, you can kind of see the, the giant, it feels like tic-tac-toe board of, um, vacancies Mm. is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. Right. Um, most most notably not a whole lot on the mayhem, not a whole lot on NYXL. Um, Paris is completely empty as far as we, uh, again, shout outs to
0: Avala. Um, but hearing good things, all good things, you know. Bless you for getting it all done. Sounds like by yourself. So again, go go show Avala some love.
1: London, by the way, London Spitfire um, also are only have one. By the way, again, this is but, just like so. How this spreadsheet works? Because I'm already seeing people get a, a little angry in in stream. These are not starters. These are not really even basically just if there's somebody in that position. as it will put them in the spreadsheet so that it basically at a glance lets us see vacancies, but it doesn't like discriminate based on, are they a two way player? Are they uh, a full-time starter? Are they good? Like last week it would have said beast was the starter for Toronto defiant. Right. Uh, so just know that that's what it means, but it's more like, here's what all the teams have in those locations. Um, Signed on their roster in some capacity, so mm. it basically is just kind of lets you see like are there any teams that just don't have anybody or anything there? And of course, officially, from, right? F- yeah, yeah, yeah. And from there on, you can deduce: uh, Are they actually going to be the sort of like right now? It still says Beast in the main tank, right? But that doesn't actually mean that Beast is going to be the main tank for that. Mm. Obviously, Sato's there, and we probably expect to see Sato carrying most of the main tank role
0: i think that's probably like a gigantic narrative too like this is this is sato for all the haters for all the people who are like lauding him as a top five main tank this is the season for him to really shine because he's not going to have that same world i mean let's be honest we can we can applaud aztec and onto jay Still, you know we're blue in the face but this isn't the same kind of backline that philly brought you this isn't the kind of same support so if he's going to be this this all-star main tank that we saw with philly now is going to be the time this is this is the the team that isn't going to you know help him as much but might be a better fit might be you know for whatever reason um might might kind of make him shine more or will, will he kind of like filter out and change some opinions you know now that he's gotten to see more play time even on a different team will he kind of you know shed the you know bad sato narrative and and really kind of like be become a mainstay that I think he can be. I think he he showed some some definite skill. Good team as well, Toronto. You, you also kind of start rattling off Florida again. What's going on there? Another team that I think is going to compete in that that brawl pit of of teams from like five to ten. Yeah, there's just so much,
2: so much going on. Yeah, there really is. Yeah. No, like I,
3: I'm, I'm excited for this roster. Just like they also have quality coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, they got some known entities in there. What I was um interested about because I didn't have that high of an opinion, and I think there's also something to be said about um, Hiropo, uh, the hero pool of Michelle. Mm-hmm. Um, but bunch of coaches were pretty high on Michelle. Um. The Sigma is just a question mark for me. Because, uh, sure. of course, we didn't see a lot of that um, with Marvel. Just taking that over for the Dynasty, right? It is... You know it, Joe? It's a coach following, seemingly, because like KDG, of course, coached, uh, coached him in Season 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's just a lo- lot of known quantities with some exciting rookies, and then a big question mark on the flex DPS role. Um, which will change, of course, a couple of percentage points. Pe- you could argue me- meaningfully, but more perceptionally, I feel like in m- many people's eyes, than is actually warranted, because we're still talking about flex DPS roles. Yeah. And despite those feeling most impactful, they probably
0: are not the most impactful role in Overwatch, right? O- over most matters. So. Yeah, probably not. Not the most impactful, but I think it's definitely a role that you can't skimp on. You really can't just get that's a lot to cover, yeah. Yeah, there's there's so much basis that you really need like a proven track record, and it's no shame to any of the rookies coming in that that are playing Flex DPS, but because some of the betas this season have been so stringent, and it's just like this is what you're playing, and you know, they haven't necessarily maybe given a or been given a fair shake on a you know their hero pool as a whole because it's been now you're a brig player now you're an echo player now you're this and it's just that that pool is so small that you really kind of have to coaches and in, in trials really have to go into like exactly what they can play and how they play it well um, and, and I think that's difficult so you might see more veterans um, in the future slot into this a lot because they've had the time to be able to kind of showcase you know. Their entire bar charts, as you know, we talk about it.
2: Yep. All right. Yes. Yeah. Preseason power rankings, one through twenty. Go. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting that was
3: uh, around and, Christmas. One second, and I can is, already say Christmas. Christmas. Yeah.
1: You're high. This, yeah, you are. Especially with. The, I thought I was on With Molly. an April. Start this
3: man day. talks way too much about being high for someone that wears a Botic
2: T-shirt. Like, isn't that what, what's, T- what it's dye? called?
0: It certainly isn't tie dye.
2: Okay, guys, tie
0: off the shirt and you dye it.
3: That's the American word for it.
0: Yes. Someone back back me <laughs> up <a little laughs> again. I feel <laughs> stupid in the chat. Europeans in, in the chat. <laughs>
3: <way>. <laughs> no, it's. I think it's an Indonesian uh, practice of like. Art. Could possibly
0: be sure. And the that's, earliest that's examples from the Far
1: been. East are from the fifth century China. The earliest surviving examples of pre-Columbian tie dye are from Peru, date from about 500 to 810 AD. Their designs include small circles and lines with bright colors, including red,
2: yellow, blue and green. Wow Isn't blue <laughs> one of like the most recent
1: colors to be like...
2: I'm not like, a clue on the planet.
1: Well, it's like it, it was the the pigments were weird. So there wasn't like any direct thing that made blue. Blue?
0: Yeah, maybe. I think for like ah, paints per, and stuff. I uh, know so what like, do you mean. So, like, you right. know, as I,
1: I, yeah, my, I don't know the right words to explain. Like, blue is the most recent color to be invented. Because uh, obviously that's not true. Yeah. But, I think um,
0: purple was used a lot, chat. Purple was used a lot. And that's a very like royal color throughout like, Especially yeah. European history. Yeah. So I don't yeah, think makes... it's purple. No. Blue, I mean, fuck if I know, but check it out to me. There's
3: a history major or an anthropology major in our comments just like yeah, right. molding it out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Please educate us. We're, we it's actually teal!
2: To... deal. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is it royal though? I That's know. not why it's royal. Oh, Okay. What?
3: We're already being called purple stupid. Let's first, go. Yeah. Came, is what
1: it is. Per, per, I mean, they're saying purple 16,000 BC, whereas they're saying blue 2000 BC. So I don't know. Go f*** huh, yourself. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this is what Wikipedia tells me. They're smart. <laughs> Regardless. What other team? A, How do we get talking about blue? I don't
0: know. It's a chill show. We're here. We're it chatting. Is. We're at
1: like an hour Plastic. and we technically went yeah, through uh, Oh yeah. you well, It's, know it's, yeah, high it's because I Joe is high.
0: I'm not it's high. I promise. I've high. never been high in my life. As much as I apparently accidentally Freudianly talk about it. I've never been high.
2: Um, Look at this fine Christian boy over here. <laughs>
0: um, regardless. <laughs> Make that one an there...
1: emote. That would be great.
0: <laughs> Joe prayer. Yeah is there any other team that like i mean i feel like we could talk about asia like chung probably deserves okay. his whole own episode but like do we have the time to like dive into that we also
1: no. need to get kenobi on yes and yes chung is great for kenobi but
3: i think shut w- up.
0: i will i will be i'll be in his dms this evening so I've, we'll, we'll I get think him one- scheduled
3: pick up the web we uh, missed or like I could have added to the spreadsheet but uh, I'm uh, you know, I'm me um, is Adam uh, you know? for, wait, was that official? Yeah, yes, yes it was um, yeah. and that's an interesting one because I didn't know anything and then I talked to people and they're actually thinking this is a very good uh, pickup once again Okay. Um sounds like a valiant like, move to me. <laughs> yeah, it's clearly like the the best player in uh, Australia over the last couple of contender seasons. Uh solid hard worker, exactly the type of person you want uh for Valcatraz. Mm. Um and yeah, okay. I think that's what uh what Parkin called it. You know, like the stupid yeah, eye yeah, emojis yeah. over Alcatraz, Valcatraz, yeah. Nobody good, leaves. I like too. that. Yeah, nope. there's only oh, new inmates. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not technically true. With kind of doing uh, gig and uh, apply and gravy, yeah. d-
0: dirty, but um, yeah, like um, they've got it under lock and key, though. In terms of info, you don't hear Jack from Valiant. It's true. Yeah, they've got it. They've got it quiet. Um, good to hear, though. I mean, that's definitely a lot of attributes that i'm i'm starting to and i think the community is probably starting to align with packing and that coaching regime where it's just like hardworking, you know diligent not necessarily a name you've heard of but somebody who can come in and and make a splash
3: okay uh, kraken with a plan if he called it valkatras because he the nothing would leak out That's kind of broken already. (laughs) Like I'm, I'm afraid to (laughs) inform you, but information is known about uh, what they're doing. Um, But yeah, no. In general, like I kind of, I think this seems also like a sleeper pick once again.
0: It's it's hard for it not to be. um, Depending on who exactly stays, um, definitely could be. I think the valiant it's a it's an article that i'm i'm tossing around the idea of but like there are teams that do or perform such a um not performative but perform or do such a big task within the league that you kind of like attribute their name to like a um a performance does that make sense like you know how philly was like always talked about or atlanta was always talked about as like the dark horse team right And then you kind of attribute it like, oh, this is this season's Philly or this is this season's Atlanta. I think Valiant's going to become one of those teams where it's just like this team you don't see coming that you can kind of assume is probably a budget build that is really going to overperform and, you know, do really well because of the coaching staff, because of these extracurriculars. I think something like the Valiant in a way, hopefully, you know, maybe Glads can turn it around. But I think they're kind of in the running for the team that like has the great roster on paper, but, you know, kind of maybe underperforms a little bit compared to expectations there are these it just valiant in general feels like the team that's always going to get the most bang for their buck it just feels like they're better boston in that way so okay i'm excited to see i kind of
3: drag it briefly off uh off okay overwatch
2: double have just retired oh that's a that's crazy wow for those that don't follow
3: any other esports, uh, it's one of the biggest names in North American League of Legends over the last 10 years, beloved figure, yeah. top tier player in the region for a long time. Um, hmm. So that's, that's like a huge story. Almost 1 million Twitter followers if you need a metric.
0: Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big player. Somebody who's been around for a long time. So, All right. you know. Yep. Shoutouts to him.
2: <laughs> oh, all yeah. Right. Who? Who else?
0: Here's the. Thing Are we though. trying to wrap up?
1: I. I mean, I don't want to force stuff. And yeah, I feel like, like you is... know, it's Shadowlands week. We've got five <laughs> months of this.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Shadowlands true. week. We'll get to the Spark Chat. I promise. Also, I have there's there's notes written about the Spark. We'll get to them. I think they just deserve deserve their whole own episode. Also, no leaks.
3: We're not going to talk about the name, but I think you might want to tune in next week.
0: Oh, yes. It's true. Eyebrows, eye emojis. Yep. You guys say Hopefully. you like guests. Fingers crossed. Yep. You like guess.
3: I've like heard guests. that you like guests. You like when you don't likes to hear guests. us
1: talk. It's true. So you won't have to only hear us talk. Maybe.
0: Hopefully. Maybe. We'll see. See All what right. Santa brings.
1: Chat, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Big thank you to everybody who hung out today, especially our patron producers, Refine Bean, Ferdino Pin, Battlecrab Lotion, Rex Zane, Audio Compass, Kasha67, Shara Picasso, Nathan Misery, Hunter Tain, Fable Steven, Roger B, Owen, Chris R34444, Horbjorn, I listened to this podcast, while on the toilet in the shower thinking of Yiska, Peace Camper, Shrek 2 on DVD, Sir Gerthelot, and Bronze Bot How. Thanks so much for supporting the show. If you like the show, go to patreon.com slash tacticalcrouch. We also uh did get Loller Bear with the brand new sub. And Chris r three four 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 with two gifted subs today. Appreciate you a ton, Chris. And uh thanks again for the resub Lollar Bear. If you like the show and want to support, go to patreoncom tacticalcrouch. Uh, we'd love you infinitely for it. Otherwise, we'll just love you infinitely anyway, but it's a great way to support the show you like, and we're going to be doing this for you for the next five months, hopefully. And uh there's not going to be a lot of Overwatch League being played until then. So, you know, keep that in mind. Uh Yes. Okay. Let's go ahead and get out. Shout out to the week. Where can people can find you? Yes,
3: Um, I'll, I can't promise. Uh, like, I don't want to put reports on a, on a timeline, you know, so, um, I don't know if I will have any, uh, they're done when they're done. Um, otherwise maybe like, it's, I feel like I got to get a feature out of the way for, uh, Overwatch, I haven't uh, written one in a while. Um, generally speaking, I think I heard the community loud and clear that they want to have more insights into the, uh, backstages of Overwatch League. And um, I'll try to find these stories and treat them with the care that they deserve. And if I feel safe in sharing them and if if the people who share them feel good about it, then I want to put those out more um, Mm. over the next season. So we'll see.
1: Cool. Uh, What about you, Joe? What's up?
0: um i think the i think i just published the spark piece kind of um if you're fiended for some spark uh evaluations info thoughts um check out gg recon um kind of put out something you know talking about the spark and how nobody's talking about them and you know them being you know up a team that we have to start to kind of respect um even just based on how many players they have on their roster that are currently signed um Uh, today i'm writing and applauding the league in terms of how competitive it's going to be in the coming season and then closing out the week with a little bit of valorant stuff and then it's uh back to azeroth for a little bit of shadowlands content and uh enjoying that i gotta level leatherworking and start getting my guildies geared so (laughs) gotta go kill some beasts yeah 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 Uh, okay can i john because
3: like i know you don't like to boast about things so i'm going to straight up ask you so you have to answer tell us about like your professional uh like things that recently happened that you tweeted about
1: oh sure thank you for asking (laughs) um yeah so uh, for those who don't know a whole lot about me um like professionally what i do i do a lot in like I love kind of marketing, social media side of things, but I also am really passionate about uh, product design. And so I actually uh, received an offer for a company. I've actually been there for multiple months, but we're finally like doing some stuff that's public so I can finally announce it. Um, But they essentially created a position for me that essentially allows me to be both like a product manager and a product marketing manager all combined into one. So we're ideating... Uh products specifically for our content creators and streamers, uh podcasters. Um, uh, and then I'm also going to uh have a big say into you know how we build this brand new brand and develop it beyond the products as far as like our marketing strategy and social media and all that kind of stuff. And so uh really excited about that. Um I don't have a whole lot I can share yet. Um but I'm I'm really excited. Joe and Yiska have gotten some peeks behind the curtain of, like, what we're working on. And some
0: what. really nifty ideas. I think they're very cool. Definitely something to keep your eye on if you're in the, you know, content creation space. Definitely things that I've, like, yeah, hey, it's a
1: pretty good idea. So, yeah, I've just, uh, I've been really lucky um, to get that position. And that we all went through, work. it's a startup, so we're all going through, like, venture capital funding. And the mm. funding, like, went in, like, a few weeks before COVID happened. So, basically, while mm. COVID is happening, we're doing everything remotely and doing, um, it's, like, you know, there's, was kind of never at any risk about those, basically, my job being in Jeopardy, which was going to be really scary. Um,
2: so. Mm. Right.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. There will definitely be more soon, especially into the new year, but, um. I'm really nice. excited about it.
0: Exciting times. Hype. I'm
1: really excited. I think it's cool. So Very ah cool. yes. All right, chat. Well, thank you again so much um for hanging out today. I uh, hope you had a great one, and we will see you next week for Tactical Crouch. Have a great Thanksgiving. Yes, because Turkey. Bye. <laughs>